0: everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where it is an absolutely glorious day here in Manhattan. But don't worry, folks, with our luck, it'll still snow on Pesach. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Live lunch today will be hosted by the man behind the board of Remy Finkelstein, who uh, not only is engineering me here this morning and who I welcome. Good morning, sir.
1: Boca But I
0: also want to thank you, give you a shout-out again for joining us at the JM&AM Marathon this morning. It is not an easy commute from Baltimore to New York, but it's certainly not an easy commute from Baltimore to New York, then to Jersey City, and then back to New York. So I publicly thank you, as Nachum and I did this morning on JM&AM, for your dedication, your hard work, and the fact that you don't complain.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: I, I very much I very much appreciate it. And um, Nachum, like, um, like myself... Very much value of Rummy and value all of our um, employees, our team members, our volunteers, everyone who makes both the and Signal Network and, of course, JM and the AM as successful as it is. And so that is my shameless plug for the JM and the AM Marathon. Do you like the way I did that? Well done. Thank you, sir. Uh, the JM and the AM Marathon. Today was the completion of day four at the marathon, but of course, you can go to jmintheam.org, click on the banner, make your pledge. If you like what you hear here today, if you like what you hear any time on this stream, it is because of the strength of JM and the AM that we at the Nachum Siegel Network are able to continue our work at all. It um, It is clearly and simply due to the strength and the vitality and the efficacy of JM and the AM on an international level that allows us to do what we do here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. Again, I welcome up Rami Boker Tov to Yoni. Boker Tov to Jamie, who of course is handling our social media. And a shout out to her because, yeah, right now, just got that tweet. Which alerts everyone to the fact that That's Life is on the air and we have a full show coming up. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Let's do the fortune cookie. I know, I've been forgetting the fortune cookie. I, I know. And I remembered to get a fortune cookie even though um, it was not picked by Yoni Pollock. Good luck to Yoni Pollock today. Do you know what Yoni's doing this afternoon? No,
1: I just thought he was slacking no. <laughs> off.
0: Nope. Good guess, but no. Uh, Yoni Pollack is coaching his alma mater, his Houston alma mater at the Star Trek Tournament. Isn't that cute?
1: Much luck to them.
0: Yes, good luck and uh, way to give back to the community. There you go. So here's my fortune for the day. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, makes the paycheck go lighter. And that's to Yoni. <laughs> 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 oh this is funny
1: are you sure he didn't plant that
0: <laughs> who knew that couldn't that uh, confucius had a sense of humor did you see what i posted uh the other night i had another one about um i got a fortune cookie shout out to chosen island i got a fortune cookie that mentioned something about leadership and that a leader is someone you will follow to a place you would never go on your own and all i keep thinking about is the circus that is presently going on on msnbc and everywhere else with uh The political landscape, the way it is. But anyway, follow us on Twitter, net all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. Let's do the national holidays. It's World Kidney Day. Yes, I have two. I have two. But we should just mention that um, Renewal is having their, which is um, an organization, if you're not familiar with it, um, regarding kidney donation. They facilitate kidney donations and they are having their annual gala, I think March 17th. Rabbi Larry Rothwax made uh, an unbelievable story last year when he donated a kidney to a congregant of his who was in desperate need of a kidney, and uh, thank God they are both doing well. He actually spoke in the Young Israel of Woodmere last week, and he made a great joke of Rummy. He joked that he has known Rabbi Billet for years and never has he been asked to speak at the Young Israel of Woodmere, so he was trying to figure out what he could do. (laughs) <laughs> to be invited, so he gave a major organ. Of course, what was the unfortunate punchline? And I will tell you that this person is okay that there was an that about 10 minutes into Rabbi Rothrak, Rothwax's Drusha, somebody um, passed out in the youngest role, Windmere. So <laughs> they had to cut Rabbi Rothwax, obviously seeing what was going on, clearly truncated his speech. And I just said, I'm like, man, the, he gave a kidney for God's sakes in order to finally speak. But of course, that was just a joke. It's also Landline Telephone Day, which, of course, we uh, we support here, both at the Nachem Segal Network and uh, J- JM and the AM. It's good to
1: have those in times of crisis. I hear.
0: Yes, but I don't know that we need the rotary phones at JM and the AM in the pledge room like we like we have. It's also the International Day of Awesomeness. Yeah, I know, right. I
1: live that all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't even set you up for that, but I'm happy you took it. Uh, it's the Salvation Army Day. It's U.S. paper money day, which is otherwise known as my kids have gone into my wallet and taken all my paper money day, and it's International Bagpipe Day. And if I if I could find a way to have one song close this show with bagpipes, easy.
1: Are easy. you serious? Yeah, Legabe, David Oh,
0: all right. So then, kill what I was going right. to put on. <laughs> Because for International Bagpipe Day, that's the way we're going to go. You're listening to That's Life here at the Knockham Single Network. My guest is on the air. She is actually on the phone. She'll be on the air with me right now. And many, many people are familiar with her, not just because there are plenty of people who live in the five towns who attend her classes and who attend her gym, though she does refer to it as a studio, something we're going to discuss. But Ina Coppell is also known as a professional. Uh, not only strength coach, but here's the best part: she's a competitive power lifter. Good morning, Ina. Hi. How are you? I am well. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. It was on short notice, but I'm happy you were able to like move no. things around. Yeah, no, we're going to have a good time. So, I had mentioned to you that it is um, March is National Women's History Month, and this week was International Women's Day the other day, and it was all over Facebook. And it occurred to me with all that's going on and so much talk about women that I love to talk about women and sports. But, how out of the box to talk yep. about a woman who is in a particularly heavily dominant men's sport like powerlifting?
2: That's right. Well, um, you know, I don't think that there's any should be any limitations placed on women when they're choosing which sport to participate in. It's kind of at this point in athletics, I think women can uh, do whatever they want.
0: Absolutely, and I know that you um, not only proclaim that both in your studio and to your clients, but also at home as the mom. You write this, which I thought was probably the best part of your bio, mom of three humans and three dogs. So right. <laughs> so in terms of the humans, it's two boys and a girl?
2: Two boys and a girl. So the little sister, the two big brothers to follow. And um, they also lift, actually my boys lift and my daughter takes classes at the studio. So um, she, she really gets a full picture of uh, what you know what's out there and what uh, she could be capable of, and um, yes, I have three dogs and they're very important to mention: Elliot, Iggy, and Roland.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure they're listening along with you right now. They appreciate the sh- they appreciate the shout out. So I want to talk first and foremost about the power lifting because it is it is a male dominant world. So when you walk into a place and you're competing, are you competing in women's competitions in in are they single gender competitions or are you competing against men?
2: Well, there are now, there, there is an increase of uh, all women competitions, and uh, that's really exciting to watch. Um, right now, the sport uh, is really both co ed, and when you come in to compete, you, co- you compete um, within your gender, in your age bracket, and your weight class. So, there's a lot of ways to break down, you know, how a lifter appears on the platform and, and, and you know, when they're going to compare them to everyone else, they consider age and, of course, gender and weight and things like that. So it really makes it very uh, usable, user-friendly.
0: That's incredible, and I imagine that all the women that you're lifting with are also women that if you needed somebody to back you up down a dark alley, you could call any.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the funniest thing is sometimes you'll find a, a smaller frame girl, and she could be a bigger powerhouse than a, than a bigger frame girl. It depends on how much time you put into your program and, and how much you, um, you know, how much you prepare yourself for the competition. So sometimes, you know, a little girl can pack quite a punch.
0: So what does training look like?
2: Training um, with us looks like, um, you know, using four basic exercises. Sometimes um, we mix in a fifth when we need to uh, strengthen a certain part of the body, but we generally squat, press, bench, and deadlift because um, they use the whole body and the most uh, muscle over the longest range of motion, and so we get the most out of our workouts. And we use barbells exclusively.
0: Why, why barbells exclusively? I mean, like, as opposed to you know, I'm not a power lifter, so as opposed to what?: As opposed to dumbbells? Ah, okay. So
2: barbells um, help you in a couple of ways. They help you because they can be incrementally increased in load, meaning a dumbbell, you know, maybe your your option to a dumbbell and dumbbell rack will be 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, you know, and if you're lucky, maybe you get a 12-pound weight. But what happens when you've reached uh, your maximum potential and you can't go up five pounds, but you can go up one pound at a time, so... The beauty is you can micro-load a barbell, but you can't uh, micro-load dumbbells. And also a barbell is easier to balance a load on, and it just becomes a handier tool and more useful for people seeking progress past, you know, the endurance phase, kind of more into strength training.
0: So I've now just learned a word, which is micro-load.
2: Micro-load. So the plates (laughs) are smaller than one pound if we need them to be. Um, When you've lifted as much as you can lift, there's still room to get stronger if we can put a quarter pound on the bar and you know, a quarter pound weekly adds up more strength gains than you might've had where you got stuck with a dumbbell and just did a bunch of reps with it.
0: And the, and the bar itself also weighs.
2: Yeah, the bar weighs 45 pounds, but we also have bars that range from 10 pounds uh, to 15, 35. And so we can really accommodate any level of fitness. People start off squatting a 15 pound bar you know, And then when you're increasing that two and a half to five pounds a workout, you know you you get strong pretty quickly if you start within your fitness level.
0: But is is lifting something that you imagined yourself doing when you were a little girl? I mean, we all have dreams of what we're. <laughs> I was we're...
2: a ballerina. I was a ballerina. <laughs> um, of course, you taught are. by a very very uh, very tough Russian instructor. And I have to tell you that for me, the two sports are very similar, actually. There's a lot of body awareness that you need in barbell training. Uh, You have to be very aware of your center of balance. You have to use your abs. You have to set your posture correctly. So there's a lot of movement and body awareness that translates to the barbell as well. So, yeah, I went from ballet to boxing to powerlifting.
0: Okay, so I understand the transition from boxing to powerlifting, but you're gonna have to tell me where you made a right turn between <laughs> between ballet and boxing.
2: Well, so you know the ballet ran its course by the time I was about you know 17, 18 years old, and um, even though I loved it dearly, you know it was time for college, and so some of your childhood sports tend to you know go to the side. But really, the ballet was the basis for me building up my classes as well. It taught you rhythm, music, timing, right, how to watch people moving, biomechanics. So how to make corrections. I learned a lot from ballet. And um, when I went into boxing, it was because I was looking for something where I could use my body. I didn't want to use machines, and so I used my body for fitness. And again, it had that element of movement, right, and body awareness and self-expression. And I loved boxing because it was powerful. But then after a while, you know, when you try to push yourself in something like boxing, and you're not a boxer per se, or that's not going to be your future, you tend to sustain some small overuse injuries. And I found that my body started breaking down after a while, instead of kind of building up from the boxing. It didn't get me past a certain level. And um, once I had settled in and built Studio Ena, I decided to explore the fitness of barbells, because um, I realized there wasn't a a ton of women out there that were doing it, and there wasn't a lot of information uh, on the sport. And I wanted to know how to teach it to my customers safely so that they would progress, how to empower them with it. So I went on a search and I started to, you know, join different programs and, and figure out what these barbells were and how to use them to get people stronger. And it led me to where I am now as a starting
0: strength coach. Wow. What a progression. Yeah. You know, if you're
2: looking for the right way to get people strong, you'll find it. If you're looking for the right and honest way to take care of your clients as a personal trainer, you'll find it. And the way you're going to find it is going through it yourself. That's
0: and under- no, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No problem. No, no. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was saying it's, it's um, you know, you've literally been in their shoes and that's a tremendous asset to anyone who works out with you. You've been there. It's not you... Uh, standing on uh, standing on top of the mountain, screaming down to the masses, right. saying, "This is what yeah. you need to do." You've been down there with the masses.
2: Yes, yes. I take the sport, whatever sport I'm interested in, or whatever, whatever fitness field. I take it all through its whole course, from beginning to end, from beginner to advanced, and I see how I can how I have to modify it for myself. Where did I benefit? Where did I kind of fall short? And that's how I develop my programming for my clients. I, I put my whole self into what I'm doing. And I really discover the field, I learn everything I can about it, and then I learn about the way that I can support them through it as they're learning it. And when they hit the bumps in the road, I've already Hmm. been there, so I know how to help them along.
0: That's incredible. Studio Ina is located in Woodmere in Hewlett. Uh, Woodmere, sorry, Broadway in Woodmere, am I right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Broadway in Woodmere um, has a massive following, and Ina Copel joins us on the air today from, I imagine, the studio, which refers to itself as an all-women's fitness community. I love the use of the word community.
2: It certainly is that. You will find that if you speak to any of the women, the word community shows itself many times in some of the things that we do, like the charity events that we run. We have a children's home in Israel that we support. Um, based on our, you know, off of our fitness fundraisers that we do. So we come together as a community of women and we, you know, raise funds to build fitness facilities, actually, in Israel um, for an Amona children's home, uh, Chazisara. And that's our goal, is, is to spread the love of fitness to them. And then we also, you know, have small local fundraisers where we support local organizations like Sharsheret and other programs. And we come together, again, so fitness brings us together but then we functioned in, in taking care of one another in the community. If one member needs something, and then if God forbid something happens, it's a price in their life while the women band together, you know, to cook for them, to physically help them in their homes, whatever it takes. You know, we work as a unit, am and I'm I, very proud of them.
0: Am I right that there is a story regarding you and helping people find housing right after Hurricane Sandy? oh boy yeah <laughs> see I did my research I did my research can you, <laughs> yes, you did. But I just only because I really want people to understand that first of all I mean i make I make fun of the five towns with the best of them but i mm-hmm. also I also give credit where credit is due and we very much function very well unfortunately or fortunately during we times do. of crisis we and, do
2: it is actually remarkable I mean what happened in storm sandy was that it caught us all off guard. We didn't expect it to be um, the the crisis that it was in this town. And, you know, we had a lot of seniors, a lot of pregnant women who, you know, were stuck in their homes and their homes were flooded. And, well, you know, we also sustained damage in our home, but the studio was fine. And so we slept there and many people came there. And what happened was I I started to try to kind of, you know, pull my act together while none of us had power and, and we were going through the whole event. And people started coming to me and saying, Ina, you know, this member so-and-so is stuck and no one's helping her and her home is flooded and she has no power, no heat, she's pregnant, or her children have special needs and they need help. And people just kept coming to me and I said, I have to do something. So we assembled a board, Um, you know, we probably had a dozen people on it, people from people who were in the real estate, uh, people who were attorneys, people who uh, had experience with mortgages, people who were going to be in charge of social services, and I'm a social worker by trade, so I was able to organize this board of people, and we met every day, sometimes till 2 a.m., and we started to get what we called cases. Members of the studio or family and friends of members or whoever it was, and sometimes it was people we didn't even know, whoever came to us for help, we organized um, whatever they needed, whether it was construction, whether it was ripping out their walls, whether it was finding a home and renovating it. And the JCC of the five towns and Melissa Winneker was amazing and helped us organize um, and, and a way to raise funds and go through them so people could donate to the JCC. And they actually helped us, um, you know, recruit funds and, 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 and utilize funds. So it was tax deductible for people. And, and wow. uh, it was just crazy what we put together. It all just kind of came together and we were able to resettle over 80 families and, um, you know, raised a couple hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, it was just, just a miracle because these women, I said to them, guys, you know, I'm standing in front of you in this room and I know we're going to exercise, but there are many families who need, and here's a list of things I need. And these Studio <laughs> women showed up that day piling in, whether it was towels, blankets, clothes, mattresses, anything, you know, we had the bike shop across the street, South Shore Bikes. They helped us out a lot, too, with their vans and, and their manpower. And, my gosh, I mean, we had cases, and we resettled families. And the power of these women was absolutely incredible. And it went on for months wow. until the last family was taken care of, and everyone was okay and on their feet. You know, it was quite an incredible, it was, it was just
0: incredible. Wow. Colaco, vote to you. I know that you're involved in a number of community organizations and you really um, are known for not only going the extra mile, but also helping out wherever you can. I, I, I heard from somebody recently, I think that the comment was, she never says no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That, that You know, look, for me, you know, I I'm very fortunate that people come and people follow and I'm very lucky that people feel as strongly as I do about fitness and wellness for for women and for the community. And when people come to me and they say, you know, I need help, whatever it is, I I appreciate the opportunity to help, and we do what we can always. Um, We're just lucky that we're here, and I have this hardworking team that's incredible at the studio. These women are remarkable, from the fitness instructors to the front desk, behind the scenes, and they're just motivated to do the right thing. And if you're motivated to be honest do the right thing and really take care of people then then you'll never say no. You'll kind of, someone needs something, we'll figure out a way to get it to them. And there's so many, so many resources in this community. You know, we don't do it alone. You know, we've called right. upon the JCC many a times and said, we have to refer people here. You know, whoever it is, whether it's a shul, whether it's a program, whether it's our charity, you know, we're always referring out when people need help. We don't do it alone. We do it as a community effort.
0: So are people surprised then when they see you lift or they watch your videos or they check you out on Facebook that you have this soft, mushy, maternal side because all of a sudden <laughs> you're lifting? How many how many hundreds of pounds are you lifting now? Um, well, let's see. At the last competition, my squat was
2: 225 and my deadlift was 270.
0: Okay, so, so I know men who weigh that much, and so yes. I can't imagine you putting them on a barbell and then being able to deadlift them at all.
2: So yes, quite well, actually, <laughs> and efficiently, and with good technique, and that's what I'm proud of.
0: Excellent. So when people know all this about you, and then they find out this, uh, what well, what they would assume is this other side about you, are they taken aback? Do they look at the powerlifting and say? Oh, my God, it's so, quote, unquote, unwomanly, which I've heard before, or not ladylike. Or the, on the other hand, you have all these people who are looking at you going, of course she's doing this. You see both sides of her.
2: Yeah, you know what? These days, um, no one does that anymore, that thinking of unladylike. Wow. I think that we are more girl power than ladies. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, who, who is stronger than a mom? Right, Moms That's true. are superheroes. That's Really, true. they are. And I think that when someone sees a woman who's a mother and and takes care of, you know, a big family and a business, I think they think, like, yeah, I expect her to do pretty tough stuff. Like, she's on the ball, you know. And when people look at me, I think they understand that it took me a long time to get here. And um, I didn't lift this weight overnight. And I show my progress. I show my Lightweights that I'm working on technique with I show when I don't do so well or i'm having a a bad day i I show everything so that they see the whole process and um you know, fortunately, people have been taking to it, and um, we've been putting more and more barbells in women's hands, and they love the feel of getting strong. I mean, who doesn't want to be strong?
0: Exactly. When I look at women, when I look at like MMA athletes like Ronda Rousey and, and Holly Holmes, and in a million years, I would not call them unladylike, or I wouldn't look at them as feminine. To me, they are. They're also heroes. And then you get these reports this week of Maria Sharapova, a mm, tennis yeah. star, tennis great Maria Sharapova, who. Uh, admits and and you know can, comes completely clean and takes responsibility for the fact that she failed a drug test. So when you yeah. when you have these uh, you know these highs and these lows with women as athletes and, and uh, you know it just it it reminds you that not that we're human, but look how far we've come. That that these are big deals, and I think that that's great. That there is such a you're right. There's such a girl power, and for you specifically, and I'm going to make a point of this. There's an Orthodox Jewish girl power that yeah. that this still fits into your Yiddish which I think is incredible.
2: Yeah, you well, know, I you know I've been very fortunate, uh, and, and I've benefited greatly over my lifetime from Jewish organizations. And we, we came to this country in 1976 from the Soviet Union, and we were supported solely by Jewish organizations, and for, for that I, I'm grateful for life, and I give back, and um, if it wasn't for this country, and if it wasn't for the organizations, the Jewish organizations in this country, we would still be in the Soviet Union wow. and persecuted for being Jewish, and we, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere, so God bless this country and the people in it, and, you know, we are just very fortunate, and yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the yeshiva world, and, um, I went to public school, and so athletics was very, you know, very integrated into my schedule. Um, and here, I find that we have, you know, such a limited schedule. We have such demanding educational schedule that, you know, we have a lot of classes for the kids after school. We make sure we get their physical activity, and we make sure that we show the girls and teach the girls what modern fitness is. Mm. You know, and even though they have a demanding educational schedule, we make sure that, you know, that we have a full We have a studio in a girls program that is, you should see what these girls can do. I mean, they're learning to row. They're learning to handle weights. They're learning the proper push-ups. They're learning the basics of phys ed so that when they go out there in the world and they go out into a gym and they go to college, they know what to do. They're not going to be lost trying to figure out what to do on a machine, you
0: know. That's incredible. Studio Ina is located at 1040 Broadway in Woodmere. You can reach them at 516-881-7371. Again, that's 516-881-7371. StudioInaNY.com is where you can find all of the information. And, hey, show up there. And Ina, mm-hmm. might, Ina might put something in your hands that weighs 45 pounds. Not on the first day. Not on the first day. But look at what you can achieve. Yep. Fantastic. Yep.
2: Get you strong, that's for sure. That that
0: I am confident in, absolutely. Ina, I thank you so much for joining me. This has been wonderful. Kola Kavod to you. And continue just to just be a tremendous role model. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And by the way, if you like interviews like this and you like programming like this it's my next shameless plug for the JM and the AM Marathon which you know is taking place you know you can go to the JM and the AM.org website and you can pledge there I highly recommend that you show your support because without showing your support we will not be able to continue to exist you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network the live lunch will start in just a few moments and as I mentioned at the top of the show Avrami will be hosting today as uh, Nahum and I have a number of out. Out of studio events and activities and um, appointments, basically, to take care of, and so I thank Avrami for subbing in. And then the stunt show, as you have heard, if I had a drum roll, I should have borrowed Nahum's drum roll. If I had a drum roll, don't bother. I see you looking. Don't look. Uh, the the stunt show today is a stunt in and of itself. Yes, Benjamin Siegel and Yoni Pollock take over the show i will tell you it's completely completely unbelievably entertaining not so much in the informative but certainly it will be an hour that just floats by you'll enjoy it tremendously do not miss the rest of the programming of course that will continue after the stunt show here at nacham tomorrow morning nacham hosts day five of the jam and the am marathon Listen to us on MalcolmSiegel.com. Listen on the app. Go to jamintheam.org not only to listen but also to pledge. Malcolm Holmline is going to most probably be live in the studio tomorrow, but if not, he will be calling in. He usually joins us on the fifth day of the marathon, that first Friday, and um, that, is, that is on the schedule. But it will be day five of the marathon. Please make sure to listen and please make sure to pledge. Naomi has an incredible episode for tab- of Table for Two for tomorrow morning starting at 9 a.m., and I thank her for joining us in the studio yesterday. She was there bright and early, she and her husband, and we very much appreciate that as well. Saturday Night Siegel, this say Shabbos at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., Renowned Speaker, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame, and at 11 p.m., David Lichtenstein hosts Headline, Sunday morning, J.M. Sunday with Matis, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss that. Mattis has been putting up on one unbelievable show after another. David Gabe. All right, which track is it? Title track of Le Gabay, which is Le Gabay has bagpipes in honor of National Bagpipes Day. Folks, Jmam.org. go to the banner, click on it, and pledge. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
1: Tigre de guitarra, tigre de guitarra, tigre de guitarra, tara, tigre de guitarra, tigre de guitarra, tigre de guitarra, tara, tara, de Tiki tiki taram, tiki tiki taram, tiki tiki boy, Tiki tiki tam, tiki tiki tam, boy, das boy, Daram, tiki tiki tam, tiki tiki daram, Tiki tiki tam, tiki, tiki tiki tam, yo y... oh, oh. tiki, tiki tiki tam, tiki tiki tam,